0: today on free beer and real
1: estate. We know that there's an inventory shortage. So what does that mean? Maybe it's an opportunity for you to gain some market share. While everyone is down on listings, maybe there's a way you can help bring sellers to the market. Maybe new construction is an opportunity, but each of you has to figure out what your opportunities are.
0: Hey, everyone. It's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate.
1: All right, guys, business planning today for real estate agents. I've got a great little spreadsheet that I'm going to share with you. If you want a copy, mike at 21mike.com. This is the numerical aspect of the business plan. We're doing step two of seven today. If you missed step one, no worries. You could still do today, uh, but you can catch up on step one, which I will recap briefly as we get started. Just go to Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor on YouTube, and uh, all these sessions will be available on YouTube. So let me do quick introductions. I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar. I run a team called the 21 Mike team, we're on pace to actually break 500 units this year. So that's pretty awesome. We do a ton of business. We help our teammates grow their business as well. And we're we're hiring, so to speak. So if you want to hit us up on the website, it's 21mike.com. You can schedule an appointment there or better yet, just email me directly. Uh, we do a weekly training here. And like I said, today, it's all about business planning. And for the next uh, six, weeks after today, we'll keep hitting uh, the different aspects of the business plan. By the time you're done with this, you will have a complete business plan. Everything from not just what the numbers are, but next week, for example, we're going to hit uh, where business comes from, sources of business. I know a lot of agents are saying, okay, great, Mike, I I wanna sell this much and do this many transactions, but how the heck do I do it? So we're actually gonna hit the sources of business next week and the week after that, it's how to reach those people. So great, you've identified these sources of business. How do you market to them? How do you get them? We're literally gonna cover everything in seven steps here. So uh, let's see, what have I forgotten? If you're watching this on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button and I think that's it. So uh, sometimes Tony Geraci joins us. He may jump on here in a minute. He has his own training to do at noon, uh, but we're going we're gonna to dive right in. I'll do a quick recap here of last week. So if you missed last week, I can I can just sum it up like this. I gave you some homework and it was four items. First step, in any business, any venture really, is what is your why? There's a great book. Um, let's see, it wasn't Stephen Covey. It was uh, the other guy. Of course, I can't think of his name, but it's Start with Why. Si- uh, Simon Sinek. Start with Why. What is your why? Why are you selling real estate? What you 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 have these goals, but but what's the purpose behind it? Are you are you trying to go from part time to full time? Are you a part time agent trying to pay off debts, put kids through school? is this your full-time gig and you want to have a certain lifestyle or take vacation? So what is your why? Number two, I am shocked at how many people don't have a budget, have a written budget. So we're doing a business plan, but guys, how can you do a plan if you don't know how much money you need, how much money you spend, how much money you want to spend? you got to have a written budget. Step three from last week is we got to know what you did in 2021. If you're brand new, don't worry about about it. We're going to focus on 2022. But if you worked in real estate in 2021, figure out what your numbers are, how much you sold, how many transactions, uh, where your business came from, because we want to know what's working, what isn't, what you're going to do more of, what you're going to do less of, what you're going to stop doing, what you're going to start doing. Okay. So know what happened in 2021 and write this stuff down, guys, please write it down. And step four from homework last week is start putting some thought into what you want out of 2022. It could be to increase your business. Okay, It could be to do less. Some people are actually scaling back and they want to go somewhere else. They want to go out of town six months out of the year. So how can you make that happen? Or how can you go from a part-time to a full-time agent? All right, so let's get into step two, which is this week which is our there's two steps today. We're going to do what's called a SWOT analysis. And I highly recommend you write this stuff down, guys. So SWOT stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. And I'm going to give a quick summary of this because I got to get to the spreadsheet. I'm going to share my screen and show you my spreadsheet. You guys are welcome to borrow this from me. Just email me, mike at 21mike.com. I'll send it to you. Or create your own business plan. I We do Tom Ferry coaching and Tom Ferry has, as you can imagine, a very elaborate, extensive business plan. Um, we cover a lot of the aspects of that business plan in our weekly sessions here. Uh, but if you just want the spreadsheet, happy to send it to you. So let's get back to SWOT analysis. I think that in order to start with a plan, you need to know what you're good at. So I have some teammates who say, Mike, you talk about dialing the phone. I'm terrible on the phone. Okay, I just I, I don't like the way I sound. I'm not motivated to do it, and I say, look, you better either get over it or find another way to get business. So, are you good on the phone? If so, capitalize on that. Are you better in person? Well, maybe open houses or uh, door knocking is a better way for you to go. But you have to figure out what you're good at, your your strengths. Okay, and don't tell me you don't have any because everybody has some kind of strengths but figure out what your strengths are and how you can capitalize those on those as it relates to business. All right. The second one is your weaknesses. We want to know what you're not good at because there are two choices. Obviously you can either avoid doing those things if you're not good at them, or you can get better at them. Part of my weekly coaching call with my coach is, you know, he has a section there where it's things I need to work on. So if I have something I need to work on, whether it's a script, whether it's some sort of uh, aspect of my business, if I'm weak at it, let's work on it. Okay. You can only avoid those weaknesses for so long. The other potential thing you can do for your weaknesses, and it's important to note what they are. You have to identify them is hire someone to do what you're not good at. So for example, We do a lot of video. You guys, if you go on our YouTube channel, I'm almost embarrassed at the number of videos I have uh, because we produce so many. And sometimes I think, gosh, maybe I should do fewer videos. But anyway, video is awesome, by the way. Don't just ignore what I said. But I don't do video production. I don't want to learn a new skill. I don't want to learn how to produce the video. So we have someone that we found through a website called Upwork who does that for me. Okay, I'm I'm weak in that area. I don't have enough time. Rather than learn how to do this, I've hired someone to do it. And guys, Upwork, if nothing else from this session... Upwork, Fiverr, those are two great places to sub out some of the work that you say, oh, I don't have time to, to do that. Now, certainly the content has to come from you. You can't, I, I can't have Patrick do the videos for me. Okay. It has to be me. It has to be my face, my voice, but I don't have enough time. That's what that's a weakness, if you will. So I sub that out. So your strengths and your weaknesses. The other thing to look at are your opportunities and threats. That's the O and the T in the SWOT analysis. Opportunities, I think you really have to look at the big picture in your market. So right now in our market, and I'm sure no matter where you guys are all located, I see a bunch of you here, uh, names I don't recognize, which is awesome. I hope you're from out of town because I like getting different perspectives. By the way, I'll hang around for five or 10 minutes after this session if you guys want to chat. But what are the opportunities in your market. So right now we know that there's an inventory shortage. So what does that mean? Maybe it's an opportunity for you to gain some market share while everyone is down on listings. Maybe there's a way you can help bring sellers to the market. Maybe new construction is an opportunity, but each of you has to figure out what your opportunities are in your market. Maybe people are getting out of the business because of the way the market is right now. And then of course there are threats. And I'll give you a couple of examples of threats. This is the T and the SWOT analysis. You know, we know that I buyers are becoming a thing. These uh, will make you a cash offer on your house. We know that uh, Open Door, Zillow just got out of the business, but still... There are people nipping at our heels, trying to take a piece of our business. Um, I'm on some different Facebook groups with agents who are saying, oh, I just lost another listing to open door because my people took the cash offer. So these are threats to our business. We need to know what those are and what we're going to do about them. So I'll tell you one thing we're doing is we're starting our own iBuyer product where we can offer Sellers the same thing that the competitors are offering. Okay. And there are ways you can partner with companies if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to be the one to make the cash offer. There are companies who will say, offer our product and we'll still work with you as the agent. So that's it, guys. SWOT analysis. Now, I really want to make sure I have enough time to show you numbers. So I'm going to share my screen right now. And if you're only hearing the audio, then just kind of follow along to what I'm describing.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com.
1: All right. So hopefully you can all see my screen guys. This is a really, really simple spreadsheet, but it's the numerical aspect of business planning. So you already know what you're good at, what you're not, where your opportunities and threats are. Now it's time to set some goals. And I think even if you just say, well, gosh, Mike, I'm not really sure how much business I want to do or how much I really realistically can do start with something. Okay. And I know that it's not all about the money for everybody, but start with a number because this is a good place to, you you, got to start with something, either number of transactions or dollar amounts. And of course, since we get paid commissions, commission is the easiest way to measure this. So in this sample spreadsheet here, uh, I just threw some numbers in. Again, if you want this, just hit me up, mike at 21mike.com. But basically what this does is it breaks down this number into different steps so that you can understand what you need to do in order to hit certain goals. So here's the example. So $60,000 is the income goal for the sample agent here. Next thing we need to do is figure out the distribution of buyers to sellers. We omit renters here. You can can tweak the spreadsheet if you want to include renters if that's a big part of your business. But the bottom line is that you need to know where your business is likely to come from or where you want it to come from, buyers, sellers, renters. In this case, we've got 70% buyers And then of course the 30% fills in automatically. If you're looking to shift your business to more of a 50-50, all you gotta do is type in here 50% and you can see now it's 50-50 buyers to sellers. The other thing we need to know are some numbers, your average sale price and your average commission. And of course this varies agent by agent, market by market. For our example here, we have this broken out to an average sale price of 200,000 with an average commission, I figured this based on net in the pocket of the agent because we have different expenses. We pay our brokers, we, you know, various expenses here that come out. So I have an average commission of $4,500. So I'm going to just switch this back real quick to 70% buyers, 30% sellers. And then this shows you the breakdown, 42,000 of your income, your $60,000 goal comes from buyers, 18,000 is going to come from sellers. Now, next thing this does is it, Uh, breaks it down for you in how many transactions that is so in this sample it's nine buyers and four sellers okay now we know that in order to get nine buyers you have to meet more than nine buyers right i don't think anybody here you can raise your hand even though i can't see you if you wanna sell nine houses, you only talk to nine people. That doesn't happen. We need to talk to more people, show more buyers than we actually need to sell, especially now. It's tough. It's, a, it's not a great market for, for buyers. So we put a number in here. How many appointments do you need to get to close one buyer? Three to one is a good ratio to use. It might be higher for you or lower, but here we're using three to one. So if you need to meet three buyers, to close one buyer transaction, you need to meet 27 buyers throughout the year. Okay, that's the number of buyer appointments you are shooting for. Now we do the same thing for sellers. The way this spreadsheet broke it down based on the numbers above, it says we need to get four sellers. Okay, now again, we need to meet more than four sellers to get four seller transactions, four listings that sell. So we have two numbers that you plug in. What percentage of your listings actually sell? Right now it's pretty high. So I made this number 95%. 95% of our listings sell. There's always those handful that may not. I've got one right now that if it closes, it'll be a miracle. But anyway, because this number is so high, the spreadsheet's telling us, hey, you need to get four listings. Now maybe you shoot for five or whatever. You can tweak these numbers. The next number is how many of those appointments you go on do you convert? And now, If you're going on appointments with people you don't know, maybe leads that you're calling, maybe prospecting you're doing, we know it's not 100%. So in this example, I used 65%. You convert 65% of the appointments you go on. Therefore, you need to get six listing appointments throughout the year. Guys, when you boil it down to smaller numbers here, it kind of gives you something to shoot for, right? So just saying this number of 6,000 in income it doesn't really mean anything until you start breaking it down. You need to sell nine buyers, four sellers, and here's how many appointments you need. Now, I'm going to scroll down just a tad here. The next number we have is how many conversations do you have to get one transaction? And I'm going to spend a minute explaining this. Guys, what do we do? I, I, I love to quote this quote you know, what is our job really? You know, a lot of you will say, well, we show buyers, we meet sellers, we advise them on staging their home. We help negotiate. There's all these things that we do that go into the job description of a real estate agent, but what do they all have in common? Whether it's the written word, the spoken word, voicemails, texts, these are conversations. We, we talk to people for a living. Okay. We have a really cool job. We get to just talk to people for a living. All right, there's a, I'm oversimplifying here, but the point is that there's we can do the math and figure out how many conversations we have to have to get one transaction. So in this sample spreadsheet here, I used sort of an intermediate number of 40 conversations to one transaction. We know if we're cold calling, for example, we may dial 80 people before we actually get a sale that closes. If you're cold calling people from a database uh, like... Uh, likely to to sell, say, super seniors, people who are older and been in their home a long time. If you're just cold calling them, you're going to have to have a lot more conversations than if you're calling mainly people that you know, people in your sphere, friends of friends. You'll talk to more people and you'll convert more of those. So this number may be more like 15 or 20, which is the absolute lowest I would use. If you're doing a lot of cold calling, this number might be more like 50 or 60, But the bottom line is we need to have a goal for the number of conversations that we're going to have. In this case, it's 40. And then what this last line does, it breaks it down for us again in a nice bite-sized piece. How many conversations do I need for the whole year? How many weeks am I going to work? I just said 50 for this example. And it says 26 conversations per week, which assumes roughly five per day. So as you create a business plan in the next coming weeks, where we talk about who we're going to talk to and how we're going to talk to them, this agent's goal is five conversations per day. I hope this I'm pausing for a second because I want this to sink in. Guys, this is really how simple the real estate business is we always say it's a simple business but it's not easy if it were easy everyone would be multi-million dollar producers and we would all have big teams and staffs of people working for us Um, we know that's not reality you have to get out there and do it the question i have for you and i want you each to think about this is how many conversations are you currently having per day If you're dialing phones like crazy, then you're probably like, Mike, I'm there. I'm doing 10 conversations per day. But I think for a lot of agents, we do a lot of sitting and waiting. We wait for the phone to ring. We wait for that past client to refer us and if you do that, that is a viable method of being in the real estate business. But guess what? Your numbers are at the mercy of when your phone rings, who emails you, who reaches out to you, who happens to find you on your website or Zillow or your company website. That's a very passive way of approaching the real estate business. If you want to grow your business, you have to proactively reach out to the people, whether it's by phone, text, email, mail, social media, all these things that we're going to talk about in the next two weeks. So, I want to know. I'm curious. You guys can throw it in the chat or I will also uh, stay for a minute and uh, answer any questions you guys have. But I'm kind of curious right now, if you're honest with yourself, how many conversations are you having per day, per week, per month? Real estate conversations. I'm not talking about someone you're wearing your shirt and they say, oh, you work for Century 21 or Remax or whatever. You know, I'm talking about valid real estate conversations where you actually talk to someone about our business. Uh, okay, so let me let me wrap up here by saying, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We're shooting for a thousand guys because then we can go live on YouTube. We're about uh, over 50% of the way there. Next week, we're going to hit sources of business. In two weeks, we're going to talk about marketing channels, how we reach those sources of business. And then we're going to get into the nuts and bolts the next couple of Tuesdays about time blocking, scheduling, like how to make it happen. Great. You've got a plan. How do you make it happen? And, and then we're going to do a, in January a one-year plan and a 30-day plan. And then lastly, we're going to talk about tracking and measuring. You know, so we've created these numbers. It's one thing to have a plan and put it on the wall, which I recommend doing this. it on the wall in front of you on your desk but then you've got to track it are you actually hitting it because i don't want to hear from you a month later saying well mike i did it but you know i'm not getting the results no we need to know how many calls you actually made how many conversations you actually had because if you're having the conversations and not getting the business then it's all about what you're saying what your message is so if you come to me with these numbers And you're not having enough conversations, that's simple. It's have more conversations. If you're having your conversations, then guess what? We need to work on your scripts and dialogues, what your message is in your marketing. All right, guys. So that's what I have for you today, right on time, 20 minutes. Uh, Stay tuned. Hit us up here. If you miss anything or you want to rewatch this, it'll be on our YouTube channel tomorrow. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. I'm going to hit the stop button and I'll hang around and answer any questions.
0: We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Join us next time when Mike and Tony continue discussing business plans for 2022. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.